The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tong. I just want to start off by thanking all of you listeners. My producer, Brandy, gave me my listenership numbers for November this morning, and many of you will remember that I had a huge growth of listeners in October, up to 470,000, and in the month of November, we broke the half million mark with 540,000 hits on this show and the show previous shows uh, throughout the last few months. Uh, during the month of November, so I'm feeling absolutely buoyant about that, and I really appreciate our long-term, long-standing listeners and those people who are joining us more recently. And with the shift of the ages that is taking place, and there is no doubt that it is taking place, I'm really going to encourage you to listen to the shows if you haven't already done so, beginning on the full moon on November the 28th, and, I, and it feels to me as if this was uh, the beginning of the end of the cycle. And each guest since then has brought a very important piece to the puzzle for our understanding. Neil Kramer was on the 28th talking about dissolving the mind matrix. Matt Kahn on the, on the 5th who, who brings a beautiful energy transmission. His latest newsletter is suggesting that in fact we've just gone into a new seven-year period beginning uh, on Monday, January the 7th. And he is now bringing through an even more powerful energy transmission in his work. Then uh, Meg Blackburn, uh, The Art of Living Out Loud is her latest book. A great book, had a profound effect on me personally and really is encouraging us to live in our integrity and truth. George Kavasilis, who on the following week reminds us that whatever path we're following must be our own path and no one else's and that we must come from the heart, connecting with Mother Earth in everything that we do. Then on December the 26th, I did my own show to summarize everything, uh, Boxing Day. And then the first guest of 2013, Anaya Sophia, last week brought a beautiful insight uh, and awareness into the fact that we need to heal the wounds of our inner depths through the womb space, the hara uh, in women and men, including the womb and the prostate gland for men in particular. And a beautiful uh, 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 show that she did with me last week. And it seems as if the show itself now has its own uh, vortex, its own consciousness, because everybody is showing up exactly as they should at the right time, which includes my guest today, which is William Wipecloud. And the beautiful piece that William brings is this piece of mystery that connects us 
from the physical world of our consciousness in this world with the invisible realms, those realms that are much more subtle that many of us are not aware of and can't see. And through his work, today we'll be learning about that connection that we can make uh, much more clearly and why it's so important to do so across the veils of illusion, which are slowly but surely dissolving away. So, William, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Peter. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on your listenership and congratulations to your listeners. I mean, isn't it, isn't it amazing? I mean, obviously, it's clearly uh, an indication of the power and re- relevance of your show, but also just how fast things are shifting and moving now that, that you know, just to take your listenership, for instance, the, the escalation of, of that and... Uh, uh, maybe you'll have five millions. <laughs> no, <I. laughs> well, as we both are, we're here to serve. And I'll just remind people that this Friday is the new moon in Capricorn, which is a great day to do your real New Year's resolution. And the message that I've been putting out to people is is this, and that is that it's about Capricorn is about reality. It's about grounding into the earth. It's about real substance, but it's also about the initiation gate into this recognition and realization that there is more to come. And so when you set these new goals, dreams, uh, objectives for yourself, 11.44 West Coast time on uh, Friday is the time to do that if you can. But really, I'm encouraging you to dream your greatest dream. Don't, don't accept any limitation, any blockage, any sabotaging of your dream for your future and Go for the gusto, set yourself free and dream that dream because whatever you intend will happen. So don't limit it and mm. be very careful of your thoughts. What yeah. do you think about that, William? <laughs> <laughs> what was the date? Um, Next Friday, the, it's the Jan- January the 11th, the 1-11 uh, at, at, at 11.44. I am. Yes. Yeah. I am, yeah. Just, no, before, well, just before lunch. I think it's all fantastic. I, I, it's just... Wonderful meeting you. you. Uh, you've taught me so much just in the last conversation that we've had. <laughs> well, we come, so we come to, to learn a lot this conversation. Well, we've come together for a reason, and we, we our two paths really are quite different, and yet they they merge beautifully at this at this juncture at this time. So, so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself because you you have a very interesting and different background, and so. For them to get before we go into the, the essence of our of our conversation, just give the people a little bit of a background of yourself, where you where you came from, and your experience as a younger person. Oh, uh, with pleasure. You know, I, I did have a very interesting um, background, but you know, when when I um, analyze it really and, and come to understand people, um, you, you find that everyone had an amazing background, but mine anyway. Um, is quite colourful because I, I grew up in a small country in Africa called Swaziland, and many years ago, yeah, and <clears throat> in those days, Swaziland and especially the area, the region that I grew up in, was a very wild place. I mean, to give you an idea, when my father drove there in his Land Rover to establish the region that he had been contracted to go and uh, develop. He was he, the road ran out and then he was following a track and then the track ran out a hundred miles before he got to where he was ultimately going and it was in as as they say the middle of nowhere and you know it was just a wild and beautiful place growing up uh, we, we you know as as a child you can imagine the paradise I was in like for instance we had a 
a menagerie of animals, of all these orphan animals my father used to find in the bush. And we had leopard cubs and little crocodile <laughs> uh, snaplings and, and uh, baby zebras and gazelles and monkeys and baboons and exotic things like peacocks and all of that. And But, you know, m- most specifically the, the, the real effect that growing up, the, the effect that, that growing up in that region had on me was obviously the people because they were – a very wild and, and pristine people living in the condition that they had lived in for thousands of years before the first Westerner had set foot there. And so their worldview, uh, in, in, you know, impacted on me enormously because they had an incredibly supernatural view of the world, like linear, conscious, rational reality was just something to be seen through to the deeper nature or the deeper spiritual um, supernatural nature of things, and and that's how they saw everything was in imaginative, supernatural terms. So I had that until I was about eight years old. After which point I was shipped off to a series of colonial boarding schools, and then went into a family business involved in international export and import and commerce. And you know, through that process was that uh, formative experience that I had was was kind of suppressed and um, repressed to the point where it was ostensibly stamped out of me and I, you know, took on a, a very materialistic uh, sense of the world and appreciation of the world and agenda for, for, for my life. But then in coming back, you know, through a series, series of, you know, horrific illnesses that I now understand, uh, occurred as a result of me just, you know, being so divorced from who I really was and my, my true nature and, and, you know, making me sick in soul and, and then as a result sick in, in mind and uh, body. But, but it was an avenue for me to return back to who I was. And, and how my formative experience served me was that what what I involve myself in now and the way I live and the way I help others live is, is funnily enough – um, also very much about having that ability to see through rational, linear, self-conscious reality to the deeper nature of what's going on for us in ourselves and, and, and um, in the world to have to understand more deeply who we really are and what's really going on and to be able to use that awareness to more functionally and effectively uh, move towards, uh, you know, a, a life that fulfills our, not only my higher destiny and our higher destiny, but everything and, and, and the world, you know, the environment and the society and the world that we're involved in. So, William, tell, tell us a bit about actually what you, about the illness or the particular illness perhaps that was the main one, and what you understood and became aware. Because I know a lot of people in the world today who are not following their spiritual truth are manifesting all of these different things. And for someone like yourself to have gone through that and then worked out what it was all about, just just give a brief uh, overview for our listeners to understand that. And it's, it's quite interesting. It's fascinating to me, really, because uh, of my life. But, you see, I, I had a mystery illness for 10 years. And... It, it started quite innocuously and then just descended and just got worse and worse and worse and worse until at the end of 10 years, I was on my deathbed. And I mean, how did I know I was on my deathbed? Because I was having deathbed counseling. <laughs> that was a clear indication. Wow. 
And what, and what was the nature of the, of the way you were? What was, what was it like? I had thousands of symptoms from tension headaches to weight loss to lack of energy to sores all over my body. I oh. mean, if you can think of any way in which you could be ill, I was ill. You had them all. Uh, this is, you know, at the end, I was sleeping. You know, I was sleeping 22 hours a day. I had energy to be awake two hours a day most days. And the the thing about that, though, Peter, is that nobody. I mean, it's it, it's very rare because I, I know from other situations, illnesses, and and other people. If you're sick, someone thinks they know what's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there'll be a few people that will like have a, a you know some some a prognosis for you. But in this ten years, I never found a single person, whether it was a complementary healthcare worker, an acupuncturist. Uh, a professor in a university, a psychiatrist, medical doctors, no one ever said they knew what was wrong. They, they just could not relate. They could agree that I was ill, but they could not. They tested me for every, turned me inside out, nothing. They could find nothing that, that, you know, that they could tell me I had. So, so how did you get, so how did you get out of it? This is what I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> At the end, I met a guy in the, literally in the street, a, a man, and a, a young man much younger than me, and we we got talking. I, I, I even forget how we got talking, but we got talking, and obviously it, the, the subject turned to my health very quickly, and he said, I know what's wrong with you. I had what you had, and then he described to me my own symptoms, and, and I mean, it was the first person in 10 years that I could relate to. Not only could nobody in 10 years understand what um i what was going on for me they, they just couldn't comprehend or appreciate but this person was telling me exactly what had happened for me for him and it was exactly so i was the first person in 10 years that i could relate to and i knew with certainty that he must have had what i had and, and here he was a strong fit person and i i thought i was you know gonna die and and here was a guy who's saying that he had it and he had been cured and he said to me you know he just said to me look Everything you're doing is killing you. Everything they they're giving you and telling you and all that, the the, the you know the diets and everything they got you on is killing you. You got, you got to just stop listening to everybody and this is what you got to do. You got to start eating red meat. You got to start having white wine with your meals, a few cigarettes every day, and you got a certain <laughs> coffees at the start of every day, and you'll be fine in no time. Now. Nobody knew what was wrong with me, but I guarantee you the hundreds of people that I had seen about my problem, about my health issue, everyone would have, one of them would have agreed that what this guy was saying was absolute nonsense and in fact was a prescription for suicide, you know. Uh, but at the end there, I was just on water and boiled cabbage. Huh? And anyway, so I just went, you know, what the hell? There was a faith that I had in the guy, first of all, that he, I could relate to him. And also I was just at, at the end, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I just went, you know, what the hell? I'm going to go out here having some enjoyment, some pleasure. I would love a steak. I would love a cup of coffee. You know, give me a cigarette like a guy in front of a firing squad, you know. And and, and I did what he said. And in, in days, I bounced back, which was just absolutely remarkable because you think you're going a 10-year downhill slide that if you ever find the cure for whatever is, or, or, or discover wrong with you if there is a cure it's going to take you years to rehabilitate yourself you know and um i, I literally bounced back in days two three days i was 90 percent back to normal other than my weight 
uh, sores and whatever that, that then healed and came back to normal over a few months. So, William, actually, we've got to go to our first break. So we'll finish this uh, fascinating story when we return. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV dot com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertongue.com, where you'll find all the information about me and the work that I do, the newsletters, the radio shows, articles, and also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com, where we go on our pilgrimage as ambassadors of lights, and we have classes every other week. Uh, the next one will be next, not this Thursday, the following Thursday at 5.30 West Coast time. So check out those two websites, www petertongue.com and www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. Having me today, William Whitecloud, who was just regaling us with a great story of his near death uh, for 10 years, which broke very suddenly. So continue the story, William. Well, uh, I was saying, you know, I was sick for 10 years and on a downhill slide. No one knew what was wrong with me. I finally met a guy who told me that the cure would be to eat red meat, drink white wine, coffee and, and smoke a few cigarettes every day and, and uh, I followed his description um, c- contrary to the conventional wisdom and, and my, <laughs> my own rational sense of it but uh, I, I, I bounced back very quickly and, but, but here's the thing about it is, is that I was, I was cured and um, in, a, in a very short space of time but the thing about it is that 
I never ever attributed any, for some reason, I never attributed any efficacy to the actual prescription itself, to the substances, to the meat or the wine or tobacco or nicotine or whatever. There was some, you know, and, and the, this concept was foreign to me because I grew up in Africa. I had no idea of personal development and, uh, you know, spiritual principles and creative principles, anything like that, manifesting principles. I'd grown up like a mushroom in the dark in relation to that. But this realization struck me very powerfully. And what I took away from it, what, what I, you know, was my, my blinding light on the road to Damascus for me was that there must be some way in which I focus that then determines my experience of life, the, the, the experience that manifests for me and the, the condition and the, 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 the reality that manifests for me. And, you know, I, I just knew this was just such certainty in my mind, although I didn't know what it was about and I didn't know anyone else who shared this insight or idea. In fact, I thought I might be the only person in the world that had this, um, you know, knowledge. But I did determine, I made an intention that I would um, learn more about this principle, about this premise that your focus creates your reality so that I could use it self-consciously to create almost the opposite of the experience I'd had, where I could create living, you know, the life I loved and living um, in, in, in the health and, and having the love and the abundance and, you know, freedom and joy and everything that I'd love to have rather than be um, creating in a, in a way and, and at some level focused on something in a way that was um, driving me six feet under. And so... Won't surprise you that with that strong intention, then the lessons started coming thick and fast, and I, I very quickly learned what it was all about, and, and you know, the, the 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 true and deeper natures of these premises and, and principles, and you know, obviously it's it's become my life, uh, my life passion really, and and my life work. And and then that led presumably to your first book called The Magician's Way, which I know became the top metaphysical bestseller book in Australia when you were living there. So so tell us, just give us a brief overview of the of the, the gut message of The Magician's Way. Well, The Magician's Way very much covers what we've just been talking about in essence, although it, it is conveyed through a lesson of seven secrets of magic, <clears throat> which are kind of, in a, in a sense, seven principles or premises that I believe that are essential to a creative journey through life. Um, it's like the subtitle of The Magician's Way is what it really takes to find your treasure. And so it's my distillation, my sense of what is it really that it um, you know, takes to, as I say, live your life in, in a way where you can create your treasure uh, as opposed to your you know, dysfunctional um orientation in life playing out as it did in, in, in my case and as it does in everybody's life in, in some form or other. But central to it all is the central principle, the central premise that your focus creates your reality. And so it's an instruction on how your focus does create your reality and then how you can apply that principle because, you know, the factor of the matter is that there's a very shallow 
understanding and relationship with that idea. I think it's very common knowledge now, uh, more or less, what you focus on attracts your reality. And, and, and then, so then there's the shallow, um, sort of understanding or idea concept that, well, you know, if, if we just think about something, it will, for long enough, and if we have pictures of it up on our fridge or whatever or affirmations, it will just somehow then float into our lives. And But after a bit of experience with this over the last decade or so, people are finding out that it's not as simple as that, that actually you may not attract that, what you seek and what you think about and focus on. And, and, and many people are, are finding that they can actually attract the opposite. And they're going, well, what the hell's going on here? This doesn't work. The the law of attraction or, or whatever doesn't work. The stock market was ripping up. I was making a lot of money for a while there and I, you know, and now it's going the other way and I'm losing money and what happened to the law of attraction? But you see, so there's a there's a deeper principle at work here and a deeper understanding that has to be had, which is that what you're self consciously focused on isn't necessarily the picture or the image that the aspects of, of the universe or, or your own consciousness are getting when, the, when, when they're creating your, your reality. You know, it's, it's more to do with what's motivating your aims and, and desires that your true focus is where you're coming from, really. So to put it simplistically in a simple way, let's just take the case of, the very common case actually is of someone who has a choice to make a, a bundle of money, a whole lot of money, um, or improve their economic circumstances. So there they are, focusing on money, and according to the simplistic view of, of this principle, well, I'm thinking about money, I picture it in my mind, I've got a, you know, an intention written up on my fridge about it, <coughs> excuse me, but it's not happening, what's going on? And, you know, there's, that's because there's more to it than that, because my my um, premise for what creates our reality is is our subconscious, and our subconscious receives messages, and it acknowledges those messages, and then draws them in, draws those conclusions into reality. But see, the thing is, as the subconscious is watching your whole four, four signs, four messages, uh, as it were. The least of what it's looking at is what you self-consciously focused on. It's, it's looking at your whole consciousness, and and let's just say that the person that's choosing money is driven by, um, you know, a, a lack of abundance, a, a belief in their lack of worth, or or a, a you know a fear of financial uh, failure, or, or whatever it is that that you could call negative, then. Um, what, what's driving that has the power and, and actually that's where the energy is and that's where the, the subconscious is drawing its conclusions from, its, its signals from and so then that's what it's manifesting. So there's, there's a much deeper level to this whole notion of manifesting reality and uh, if you mean to become a conscious creator and create in a, in a very powerful way, then, you know, there, there, there's some deeper principles that have to be understood and learned. And, and this is really what the magician's way was covering, in essence. And that leads us into your second current book, The Last Shaman. 
And there's a, there's some lovely lines in the book which I'm going to throw back at you, William, because they're so, so good and get you to explain them to our listeners. So one of them early on in the book, you say, uh, being half wise is dangerous. And that's what you're talking about now, isn't it? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the alchemists of old used to have this saying that the half wise shall be dashed against the rocks by reason of their own folly. <laughs> Quite hard. Quite amusing in another way, but but it's exactly that. You see, it's it's um, you're half wise if you have an understanding that your focus creates your reality, and that's all that you know. So that you think, well, whatever I think about is what I'm going to attract. And you know, the thing the thing about it is, even even to the point of positive thinking, let me say that. There's positive thinking, and I'm all for positive thinking, but there is a form of positive thinking that is highly negative, in fact, because it's it's this half-wise notion that our reality. So it's like, well, if I think, if, if negative thoughts occur to me or negative feelings occur to me, negative thoughts are going to happen to me, so I must get rid of all negative thoughts and feelings. And so there I am trying to get rid of negative thoughts and feelings, and there's my subconscious going, well, why, 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 why do we have to get rid of negative thoughts and feelings? Ah, um, oh, they have the power, and so here we are trying to get rid of them. And and so we put in by the very act of doing that, we're trying to get rid of negative thoughts and feelings, and it creates more negativity. And I and I know that I'm not just saying this theoretically as as a theoretical understanding. I I practice this for many years, and I, and I've taught thousands of people, and have been, been involved. In Thousands of people's lives over many years and have completely uh, tracked their creative process. And I know that people who are trying to get rid of negativity in their lives are attracting more negativity, you see. So there's, there's a much deeper principle at work here that if you don't understand, you're just half wise. And your, your very actions in trying to apply this in, in for instance, you know, uh, it to fulfill your fears and desires and, and, and uh, er eradicate your negativity are actually going to backfire on you. So actually, William, we're coming up to our second break, so it's a good time to take the break because when we, could, we come back, I'll get you to explain how, in fact, we can work with these negative thoughts and feelings to actually assist us on our sacred journey. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaia TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. 
Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M TV.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. Just want to thank our sponsors for this series of shows, GuyamTV.com, a, uh, original interviews with great visionaries, another opportunity to open your mind and awaken your spirit, the world's first online video library devoted to supporting your awakening journey. And I'm absolutely delighted that Jay Weidner, who is the program director and coordinator for Guyam TV, will be on the show next week, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing what he's got to say about the alchemy of the end times. He was the person that decoded the famous Hende Cross in the south of France and what it stood for, which was for this date, December 21st, 2012. And so it will be interesting what Jay has to say about Guy on TV, but also about the alchemy of the end times. That is www.gaiamtv.com. There is a free 10-day trial if you wish to click on the host page and see if Guyam TV resonates with the awakening that you are undergoing. Have with me today, William Whitecloud. And William was talking about the half-wise being dangerous. And, and William, you were talking about negative thoughts and feelings. So perhaps tell our listeners how they can actually work productively and helpfully with those negative thoughts and feelings on their journey. Sure. It's it's a it's a really powerful subject and and um, fascinating. You know, to me, it's really fascinating conversation because our, our usual relationship within in our, in our society with with tension and conflict is actually you know, talking about negativity. We have a very negative relationship with 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 negativity, with especially negative thoughts and feelings. You know that if we feel bad, we want to fix that immediately. And, and the trouble is that because of the, the way we actually create, because of our creative nature, we are creating machines and we're creating all the time. We, our reality is being created constantly by us and by where we're putting the power in our consciousness. There's always something going on in our consciousness, you see. So, um, and, 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 um, there's, there's, there's a lot of, often most simplistically a duality. It's like if I'm in a, in a bar, if I was single, because I'm married, but you know, this this analogy comes to mind. If I'm in a bar, I attract a person across the room, and I'd like to go and talk to that person. <clears throat> there's that there's that message in my consciousness. But then <clears throat> another message 
come into my consciousness is, oh, she's too good looking for you or she's too well dressed for you or something like that, she'll reject you. You're going to be rejected. So my abandonment issues or worth issues come up for me. And that's simplistically what's going on in my consciousness. Now, my subconscious, which is the part of me that creates my reality, isn't going to go either way until I put the power in one of those. That I feel negative about approaching her doesn't matter. Uh, that that I'd love to approach her doesn't matter. To, to my subconscious, doesn't matter. It's waiting to see um, where I'm going to put the power in. And then if I put the power in, oh, yeah, she will reject me and you know start getting hung up on that, well, that's the way it's going to go. Whereas if I go... No, I'm going to go and talk to her and uh, what the hell. I'm just going to have an open experience here. And, and so then something positive is going to flow from that. And, and it's going to be largely what my subconscious is going to create out of that. And, and so you see, the thing is that when we have conflict and, and tension in our lives, the traditionally, well, not traditionally, but typically the way we try and handle it is we want to get rid of it because of what we believe it means about us and what it's telling us about ourselves. But, and, and, and so then we react to it and, and in trying to suppress it, repress it, fix it, um, whatever, we're just oftentimes just giving it more power. And, and so that dynamic that we are trying to deal with just intensifies over time in our lives and, and just becomes reinforced with, with time and, and with age. Now, the thing is, is that on the other hand, though, if we stop, you know, if we cease to have that fearful negative relationship with negativity, especially negative thoughts and feelings, we can convert that to, a, you know, a very powerful process for self-awareness and empowered creativity. Because really the thing to do with it, with it is that is to, to deconstruct it rather than do something about it. And, and, you know, it's very easy to deconstruct what's going on for you psychologically. You, you, you don't have a psychiatrist or a psychologist. You know you can answer anything about what's going on for you. For instance, if, you know, something comes up for you and, and you have a fear or an anger or, or a disappointment, anything like that, it has an, an, an intense emotional charge for you that's debilitating you in any way, it's, it's, you, can, you can turn that around so easily by... Just asking yourself what you're telling yourself. It's it's so easy. Just what about what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And what am I telling? What are these thoughts and feelings telling me about myself, about others, about the world, etc.? What is my underlying assumptions here? And and you know, I've never met the person that I've asked those of. The, the great man who has no you know sense of any personal development or any training in this. Even children can answer those questions. And the funny thing is, Peter, is when you see what you're telling yourself, I also have never met the person who believes what they're telling themselves. It takes the power out of the touch, but also what it does show you is how the power is in those spurious notions, those false illusory uh, notions that are promoted by your belief systems. And it just shows you how, you know, you, you do sit with those and give them a whole and in, in, in their power, when you see that, you can take the power out of it. You can ask yourself, is, 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 that, is that what I believe about myself? And, and the answer is never uh, yes. You, you can always rely on your thoughts and feelings, those, those, those negative charges anyway, very simply. And, and, you know, what that then offers you the opportunity to do, we, I don't do that. 
have really the opportunity to do it is until you see what you're telling yourself, you don't have the opportunity to tell yourself something else, to shift the power. Because from that point, then you can go, well, what is the truth and what would I? And, and you know, to, to use that uh, simplistic analogy of being in the bar and seeing someone attractive, it, it's just that. Where, you know, your fear comes up in approaching that person. It's very easy to, to ask yourself, well, what am I telling myself about myself, about other people, about life, about the world? See what you're telling yourself, see what you're thinking, and ultimately see what you believe. And then, you know, ask yourself, well, what is it that I'd love to happen here? And, well, I'd just love to go over there and, and uh, you know, create a connection of what, whatever unfolds. And, and then put the power in that and go, well, that's what I'd love, you know, and, and make a stand for that. And, you know, by doing that, you'll be amazed at, at and, and this is, I hope people listening to this are actually going to take this and, 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 you know, try it and, and test it and see whether I'm <laughs> telling the truth about this because you'll see that it is, it's a very powerful technique and it's, it's the way to go. And, you know, not only will, uh, Things flow much more in, in the way that you'd love them to flow, but you'll be amazed at, at, at in, in going through this process, what an emotional shift you, you achieve right there and then, what a, what a powerful sense of yourself you can have straight away and, 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 uh, you know, positive, um, thoughts and feelings that are promoted to that. But, but very, uh, pointedly here, I must say that that isn't occurring from trying to squash the negative thoughts and feelings and get rid of them. It's, it's just by deconstructing and seeing what else that, you know, what, what else is there for you to, um, focus on really. And, 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 and through the shift of focus, change your reality and, 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 and change your mental and emotional experience at the same time. It, you know, it's very simple to do, but, but at the same time, it's, it's just incredibly powerful. So, William, I want, to, I want to move on and, and talk about shamanism because the book called The Last Shaman, is, it's a great adventure story. And within that story, there are some really, really key points to build upon what you've just been talking about. But one of the quotes that I, that I love in the book is, shamanism is about a journey to another realm where the forces at play in that dimension can be harmonized to create a corresponding harmony in our world. And I'd love to hear you talk about that connection between the realms. Well, the the thing is, is that you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't, it, it 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 just just got what exactly I've been talking about now, um, uh, Peter, is that typically the way we go about life is that we have circumstances. You see, but it was yay. He was Irish, wasn't he? The famous Irish poets. Yeah. And he said there's two kinds of people. And, and by the way, Yeats was a, was a great, I don't know if you know this, but, but Yeats was a, a shaman, a classic shaman. He was a great alchemist and, and shaman. And he said that, and what a brilliant poet too, he said there are two kinds of people. He said there are people that battle their circumstances and there are people that battle themselves. And so, People that battle their circumstances are the everyday person and people that battle themselves are the shamans because, you see, <clears throat> the way we approach life, as a t- a typically and as a tendency in our society anyway, is that 
we're faced with a whole bunch of circumstances, financial circumstances, you know, economic circumstances, relationship circumstances, health circumstances, all kinds of circumstances. And uh, we feel as though these have just happened to us, that uh, it's been dumped on us almost. And, and then we've we're just got to battle against these circumstances and, and do what we can through our physical, you know, like what we can physically and what we can do mentally to to reshape our circumstances, to do battle with them, to to adjust and shift them. And so we try and control our environment. We try and control other people. We try and control ourselves. We work on all sorts of things. We might even, you know, uh, go to a whole lot of effort and, and, and work really hard in our jobs or whatever it is. We, we, we think that the sweat of our minds and the sweat of our brow and, and, and you know, physical energy is, is what's going to shift us, what's going to shift the circumstances. But anyway, in the first place, the circumstances were created by, by what we believe and where we put the power. Anyway, we created the circumstances. So, you know, um, the magician, the shaman, the alchemist, uh, people that understand the, the deeper nature of reality and, and, and how we create reality, they're not going to be bothered with uh, so much trying to change the externals. They're going to go inside and, and go within and, and see the, the forces at play, the energies. And, you know, like now, although I used a very simplistic example of someone in a bar and, you know, put myself there, uh, wanting to go and talk to some attractive person or other. <coughs> But but in in, in 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 that very dynamic, there are all kinds of forces at play in, in in our consciousness, and so the ability to have self awareness of what's going on within, and see what forces are at play, and then what forces you're gonna give the power and 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 lend your energy to, and and concentrate on, is going to have much more positive effect. And all that you're going to do on the outside world. And, and so that's, that's the metaphor of shamanism. I, I don't count myself really as a shaman. And until I, I, I wrote book, The Last Shaman, I never gave shamanism much thought. But now I have a, a new insight and a, a deep appreciation and respect of shamanism because I understand essentially what it's about. And essentially what it is about is, is what we're talking about here is that ability to play with reality and, and deal with reality on a whole nother level, and I put it to you, on its most effective level. William, we're coming up to our final break, so we'll take that break now and return with William Whitecloud. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. 
and Gaim TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaim TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaimtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M-T-V.com. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I have with me today William Whitecloud, who's just gone through his own tremendous transition in moving himself and his family to uh, the United States. So, uh, William, perhaps you could let our listeners know how they can make contact with you, read your material, get your books, and uh, what's up for you? Well, yeah, no, it's a, it's a massive journey. Um, you know, it's... Uh, Moving, moving from Australia to LA with kids and putting them in school over here. And it's a, an incredible leap of faith, but I've been, I've been guided to do it. And, you know, the sort of, um, backbone of my <clears throat> way of life is being guided and being open to guidance and following guidance. And often guidance makes no sense at all, but, you know, it's starting to make sense. I'm started doing some interviews over here and networking and connecting with people. And uh, as I say, it's starting to make sense. I realize why. I realize that this is the time for me to be here, that I'm totally um, you know, resonating with the, 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 the direction of the collective consciousness, where it's going now. And, uh, you know, so while I had a huge amount of trepidation about the move and its effect on my family and all that, it's, it's actually you know, now being justified and turns out my family love it here and we, we just love living in Santa Monica and meeting the people we meet and having the conversations that we are having and I, I just know flow as as it has, my life has for the last twenty years. Uh, I doubt this is at the end of the flow. Maybe it also might just be a new beginning uh to the flow. But you know, Peter, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Uh and, and really the easiest way connect, I suppose, is how they can often connect with most people is 
is a website. My website is williamwhitecloud.com. And there's a lot of information about me there and the work I do and uh, just what we're talking about there uh, here and information on my books and, in fact, free chapters uh, for the book and also free resources, a lot of free resources that can uh, serve people in opening up to this path and being served on um, staying on it or, or following it more powerfully. Great. So um, just for The Last Shaman, it's a, as I say, it's an adventure story, but within it there are some very, very important concepts for us to understand as we move on to this uh, this higher path of awareness and consciousness. But one little piece in there, um, William, was uh, one of the absolute classic alchemist um, allegorical messages which people don't understand, and you explained it in the book very, very well in a few in very few words, actually. So I'm going to ask you to talk about it now because it's it's central to the whole situation that we're going through in the world right now. And that is the expression in alchemy with that the fixed becomes volatile and the volatile becomes fixed. And most people think, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> Can you tell us? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's you know, the, the thing is, when I first came across that statement, it really perplexed me is, is you make the fixed volatile and the volatile fixed. But it's the central art of alchemy and and you know you can take alchemy as a metaphor for um you know creating and so it's it's the central art of creating powerfully and and you know using one's creative true creative faculties to their most powerful effect and and here's the thing you see is you take you you make the fixed volatile because we 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 have egos and, and our egos we have an identity, and, and it's a, what that essentially translates to is an absolutely fixed idea about what life is and, you know, what we are and, and, and what others are and what the world is, and we keep ourselves contained within that view and that experience of life so that, that our lives actually might look quite diverse, but under close examination, close inspection, it's just a series of the same pattern over and over again. We live our lives in a very patterned way. And so we and you know so what it's saying is you have to break that down. You have to soften your focus. You have to go outside of your la- rational linear orientation which always herds you to that view and that experience of life and then you go into a volatile world it's, it's like your, your your dreams you see that like the dream state it's like when you have a dream at night and you wake up and go that was an amazing dream i'll never forget that dream but in fact by the time you have breakfast you've forgotten it because it's it doesn't fit in with your rational uh, egoic belief systems and 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 worldview, so it's volatile and it just evaporates. And so when we go outside of our fixed view of the world and our fixed um, understanding of the world, we we come against we come up against truths that are profound and that would be profoundly beneficial to us, but they're very volatile, like a dream, because they're not supported by our rational framework. And so unless we make a stand for them, they're going to evaporate. And so what that what that's saying basically saying is what that axiom is saying is that we've got to sort of dissolve our world, you know, our egoic worldview, rise up into what the alchemists call the albeda, where you know you're gonna be in your intuition, you're gonna be in your higher truth, you're gonna be in your imagination, 
and then you're going to come across insights and realizations and information that then you're going to have to concretize and, and make a stand for and, you know, uh, take on basically. And, uh, so that, that's what the, that, that's, that's what that's referring to. That process and, and, and it is a, it is a, it is an essential and powerful process is to go from the fixed egoic view to the fluid imaginative view of life, but, but, but then, you know, make it fixed by putting the power in it, taking it seriously, putting the power on it and acting in favor of it. So uh, amazingly, when we're at the end of the show, I can't believe the time has gone so fast, but that's a wonderful place to finish because Certainly in my experience, this embodiment of the volatile, this taking the intuitive nature that we have and bringing it into form and also connecting beyond the veils to the, the beings of light that are there to assist us in all sorts of different ways and bring that down and really create this beautiful new heaven on earth that we're going to do. So I really, really appreciate your time today and I do encourage people to check out William's books, The Magician's Way and The Last Shaman. And I wish you all the very best with your new life, your new journey in uh, in L.A. Thanks so much. I just wanted to say that, you know, essentially, basically, that axiom really, if you think about it, and I'm sure you agree, is uh, an, in, a, 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 you know, an instruction in that very art. Basically, it might sound simple, but the art of uh, making the, the fixed volatile and the volatile fixed is uh, the nature of creating, and and so the uh, the last shaman is is an instruction, basically. Although it's a story, it's a story that conveys an instruction of that uh, process. So thanks for giving me the the chance to uh, describe that. Thanks for your good wishes about LA. I'm, I'm loving it so far, and as I said to you. I'm going to head up your way and uh, learn about that part of the world. <laughs> well, you're very welcome at any time. Thanks so much for today. Yeah, thanks. It's been great talking. Cheers. My guest next week will be Jay Weedner, as mentioned, the uh, program coordinator with Guyan TV. And we'll look forward to that show. Great thank you to William for today. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.